0: Hello, and welcome to Self-Taught Devs. If this is your first time joining us, this is a podcast where two self-taught developers discuss the learning and growth experience for folks just getting into the industry.
1: My name is Eric Winklespecht. And I'm Matt Ehrlich. And today we are discussing the overall topic of problem solving, which if you are a developer or you are trying to become a developer, that's basically summed up what we do problem solving, right? We just use code um, to achieve that. But today I kind of wanted to focus on just in general, maybe it could be in your career, or maybe if you're working on like a personal project, I know me, I went through a shift in the last year or two with my career in terms of thinking about problem solving, where before a lot of my jobs and a lot of my positions were, kind of just like showing, to, showing up to work, doing the best that I could, and really just making myself look good, right, on paper. But recently, especially with my the new job that I got in, in Park Operations, I spend a lot more time thinking about the problems of the team or of the job in general, and trying to come up with uh, solutions. So there's been a a shift in mindset in terms of problem solving, and I think that was really brought on by trying to switch careers to software. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how for for you, Eric, has has code maybe um, brought about a change like that, or were you always just kind of in like the problem solving, you know, mentality?
0: Yeah, I don't know that code necessarily brought about a change in how i view problem solving or how i approach it i think through my previous career i had kind of a growth in scope over several years like every time i moved to a new position right like when i first started i was working in like you know their inside sales department so my problem solving was like a customer comes to me with a problem and you know you can tackle that thing and be like let me just solve this one specific problem But I've always kind of been in the mindset of like, I want to have an understanding of context and I want to know what else is affected, you know, in this discussion or with this issue and kind of at least doing that periphery check to see like, are there other things going on that we need to be aware of besides like this one specific issue that has been brought to my attention, right? So, and as I moved to different positions and had more responsibility and like management and whatever, that became like a company wide scope versus like a team scope where it's like, okay, maybe we're working on an issue that one department has. How does that impact other departments in this company and the flow of the general process? So kind of just always being aware of other moving parts has been important to me throughout like the past decade. So going into software, you know, I do the same kind of thing, Um, especially now, you know, working full-time as a developer and working in a code base that I'm still learning, right? If I'm working in a specific like React component, and I need to make additions or updates or whatever the case may be. I also need to be aware of like, what's going on around me, right? Like, what am I taking into this component? What am I sending out? What other things are involved in this process? So um, it's always been for me a a process of like, here's my goal, but let's make sure all the dots are connected around me as much as possible.
1: That's interesting to mention. And it sounds like the, the more you moved up, the more your scope really broadened mm-hmm. and you were, uh maybe made aware of different types of problems, not just problems that were localized to you and maybe a smaller team. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's also like, I don't know, there's a part of me that thinks about when you talk about problem solving, you can always just make the choice to focus on the specific problem at hand and not investigate other areas. Sometimes that's appropriate to do, right? But more often than not, you're always, I think, safer to do those kind of extracurricular checks and make sure everything else is is functioning the way you'd expect, or if you were lacking data to begin with.
1: Yeah. So the coding in general did not bring about this approach. It It sounds like you already had that in you, but for me, it actually helped a lot because the problems that I were focusing on before in my previous career were basically very localized to me. Mm -hmm. Um, it didn't really have too much to do with the team and I alone could really solve the issue for myself, but now I've kind of taken a step back and tried to figure out how to help the organization in general and how to implement solutions to problems. And that actually has made the job and career decisions, um, a lot more enjoyable. Mm. And it seems like I'm more invested now. And I think for me, code actually helped bring about that sort of change and that might be maybe a realization for our listeners or something to think about if you're coming from like a different career choice because you know our decisions don't just affect us or like you know maybe a, a small group of people it could have bigger implications if we're just um you know focusing on on one thing or or not, really focusing on solving larger problems right so it might be something to think about and i think another um another way that problem solving really affects especially newer devs is coming up with project ideas i know for me just coming up with ideas in general took so much work and so much time and so much effort and a lot of overthinking that it was um it was kind of stressful. And I'm like, I don't know what problems to solve. Right. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that is like a blocking point for, for many in newer devet, newer devs, um, especially if you're working on portfolio projects.
0: Yeah. Before we dive too far into project stuff, I'm interested in, in the idea that like learning software development really expanded your problem solving ability. And one thing I think probably helps with that is like, When you're doing development work and you're identifying kind of a larger scope that you work within when you solve a problem things maybe it's a little more um formulaic right versus like abstracted you know like i think that's the difference in what i do now versus like my previous career is when whatever i would go through and try to find or you know understand context on things there's a little more nebulous versus like when you're working with software it's like let's talk in react terms right You're like, okay, I'm going to build this component and I know I need this to live in another component, you know, as as a child or whatever. So then you can look at your parent component and you can see what's going on and you can look if there's another parent above that and you can see, you know, data that's happening. And then you kind of start to put some things together. Right. And you kind of have more of like an awareness. So now you're just kind of doing that as your position requires where you're like, okay, you want me to do X, Y and Z for this job cool. And then you get your list of tasks and you're like, well, how are these things coming about? Why is this, you know, my specific requirement, what else is going on in the background? And now you're just kind of thinking in those steps. What do you think uh, when it comes to the journey on this? Like, is there a time frame where you were like, this changed for me specifically, like when I started doing XYZ encoding Or was it just kind of like, you just kind of had a realization recently of like, this is a thing that has happened at some point along the line.
1: Yeah. So I think it it was really, it was very recent. Um, there was no one thing, but through my dev journey, I was unemployed for a lot of it. So I wasn't thinking of solving problems using code. Mm -hmm. Right. And now that I have my new job, I have that sort of thinking in my head of like solving problems with code, right? So now I get on the job and I see issues and inefficiencies. And now I'm thinking, oh, wait, I can solve this sort of problem. Like I could actually contribute here and make um, like an actual impact. And yeah, that, that, that realization just came about and really decided that I wanted to be more than just an employee that goes to work comes home and then does it every single day like i wanted to make an actual impact and i think just overall getting into the mentality of even if you think about like like open source right you get in there and and your job and you're trying to solve problems and there you know there are issues and you look at the issues and here is the issue and you solving that problem in open source doesn't necessarily affect you, but you're being you're contributing for like, I guess I could say the greater good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so those sort of things and, and thinking in those terms really helped me understand like, hey, I could do this in my my day job, my non-coding day job. Mm-hmm. And that's how that sort of change was really brought about. Yeah. Plus, let's be honest, like I think as a part of us too, especially I feel this way when I
0: solve problems, I get that dopamine hit, you know, where it just, it feels good to get that stuff done and to, to make that kind of contribution. Uh, so, so let's, let's go into your, your topic of projects. I do think it's challenging when you're first trying to think of a project to work on, to like display your skill set of like, what problem are you going to solve? Right. Cause like, I don't know when you have, uh, the the unlimited choice in front of you of literally anything that you want to do, how do you make that kind of decision on what problem to solve?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it is tough and it can be overwhelming what I was doing is I wasn't actually even looking for a problem to solve in my day job, which is different context, right? Because when you're building projects, you're like, okay, I need to build a project, right? Mm -hmm. I, I need to find a problem. I need to build something that solves a problem and shows my skills. Whereas for my job, I wasn't looking for a problem. I was just doing the job and recognizing that there was a problem. Um, and i think that lack of pressure actually helped out a lot mm-hmm. i don't necessarily know how to manage that pressure of i need a problem so i can build a project versus not as much pressure of i'm just going through life and doing my job and a problem just popped up now i'm going mm-hmm. to create some software to solve that issue
0: yeah i've i've heard so many times from various people like different recommendations on how to go about picking that project right and there are some folks that say and i've i've done this myself was like find a problem in your personal life that you want to solve and it's still very kind of abstract of a concept right because you're still thinking about like well what am i doing what what is a problem that i really have in my life and sometimes those things are still hard to find i think when you kind of now shift your focus and you're like this is the job that i have and now you're going still just from a gigantic like anything that i can possibly think about context and now you're just like here is the context that i can specifically think within right and then it's a little bit easier because now you're like well i understand this you know the, the park system i understand what my tasks are and then you kind of have that additional context to continue to build on and say like Hey, is this the best way that this thing can happen? Do I think I could do this thing better? Do I have an idea about how to do my job to begin with that can make my life easier? And now you've just really completely reduced your scope down from like anything at all that affects Matt's life, right? To now it's anything that affects Matt's duties on the job that you have his ability into already. And like stuff exists, right? Stuff is there. There's nothing is perfect right? There's always something to improve on or add on to or a problem to solve somewhere. So you just kind of maybe see those things a little more clearly now when you have that that focus.
1: Hmm. That brings up a good point. So would you think, let's say somebody trying to find problems to solve, that they just narrow their scope into a certain thing? Like instead of your entire life, maybe something that has to do with uh, with cooking. Can you mm-hmm. solve a problem specifically with Cooking, maybe I don't know, finding a list of ingredients or coming up with recipes, or with your um with your drive to work. Is there Mm -hmm. a specific problem that you face in your on your drive to work?
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely the uh analysis paralysis of it all, right? Where it's like when you have unlimited direction, it's hard to really pick one thing and, and dive into it. But like, you know, you said cooking first, right? Like start with hobbies. You know, if you have something you enjoy doing you know that subject well enough because you enjoy doing it that you can probably think about the ways you go about it and things that you can solve for yourself and a real kicker of that too is like if there's a problem that you have that you want to try to find a solution for or build onto a previous solution other people might want to use that thing too right like even if it's just i don't know uh, let's say you're into art right? And you you have a bunch of supplies for whatever you work on, whether it's painting or drawing or whatever, and you need a specific inventory system that meets your needs. So you can understand when you need to go buy more like canvas paper or whatever that material might be. You can build that. There's probably stuff out there that exists and maybe you can look at that for inspiration as well. But I doubt that the way you do your specific hobby is the way everybody does it. And like, if there is an existing solution out there that it meets everything that you want to do, right? So there you go. Now your scope has been drastically reduced into like, here's one thing I already know a decent amount about that isn't coding related. How do I build something that helps me out with it
1: with code? Yeah, I can't reconcile though, like the added pressure of even thinking about how can I solve an issue with this one thing? Like for me, like the idea is recently with my job, they've literally just popped into my head. Like I Mm -hmm. was doing it and not thinking about problem solving. So I'm trying to think of like how to have that same kind of, um, you know, problem solving, but with, with your, with your daily life and with certain subjects, but not adding that pressure of like, I have to solve a problem Mm -hmm. in that scope. I've mentioned a few
0: times in some of our discussions, a Coursera course I was working through called Learning How to Learn, which is just uh the the course instructor is Professor Barbara Oakley. And she it's it's all about like building new skills and and the ways to learn things so that they actually like stick. You know, one of those things we talked about was like actually solving problems yourself versus getting in tutorial hell and that kind of stuff, right? In that they explain two different modes of thinking. And I'm gonna butcher this probably, but they call them focus mode and diffuse mode. Diffuse mode is more of like. Your creative side where maybe some various things going on in your life that aren't directly connected like you start making those connections like you're talking about right now you just said like there's things that are in my job that i wasn't necessarily specifically thinking about but it kind of just came to me at some point that like this is the thing i can work on that is a process that tends to happen in what they're calling diffuse mode Focused mode, on the other hand, is like, I'm specifically and intentionally focusing on something and trying to learn something or trying to work on a skill or whatever, right? So diffuse mode is a little more creative and they talk about ways to enter diffuse mode and like, it's a lot more of like, you know, when your brain's kind of doing the background stuff, like as you're drifting off to sleep, you kind of enter diffuse mode and then those things connect and they're like, oh, here's an idea I had about this thing I'm, I'm working on, right? Those just random thoughts that pop in sometimes where you're like this is something I need to write down because I'm going to use this later. Like those kind of thoughts. I think it's a weird concept to wrap your head around, but sometimes those moments need to happen when you're talking about like finding that project that you really want to work on because it, yeah, it admittedly is hard when you're like, I need to figure this out, right? I have to prove my skills. I need to have a portfolio project so that I can, you know, have something to show somebody to get a job. Um, It's hard to, be in the right mindset to put those puzzle pieces together and make something that's unique right because that's the other thing too is like you don't want to just build something everybody else is building because you want to be a little bit special and have something interesting to talk about and show some cool problems that you solved so like you got to find your ways to make those maybe extraneous connections and have that uh eureka moment of like oh yeah this is a thing i can do so uh interesting that you you brought that up as your experience
1: Yeah, maybe um, just kind of focusing on the learning and let the project ideas come to you. Maybe focus on uh, lots of smaller projects first, and then Mm -hmm. maybe you'll have that eureka moment on the larger one down the line. It is
0: the same process we have talked about before of like, when you're working on a specific problem, walking away, right? And kind of just like going on a walk and thinking about other stuff for a while. And eventually those problems kind of like come together a little bit more clearly in your mind. It's exactly the same thing, you know, in this, in this example, it's not the process of you like working on a specific thing and thinking about it i mean i guess it sort of is right because like whether you are solving a specific coding problem that you're stuck on and then you walk away and think about some other stuff and then you're like oh i got an idea for this thing and i, I think i can make that work this case is just you're working on the problem of what project to build right you've got a bunch of ingredients in your head and then somehow they just need to come together and you need to give yourself the space to be able to make those connections. Maybe, uh, an answer would be just kind of don't overcomplicate it. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Taking the pressure off, I think is a big thing when it comes to figuring out that, that project to work on.
1: Thank you for listening to the self-taught devs podcast. If you appreciate what we do and want to help support the show, we're now on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash self-taught devs pod. Your contribution not only allows us to keep making episodes like this, but you'll also get a monthly newsletter from Matt or Eric, get access to the self-taught devs discord server where you can help shape the direction of the show by providing feedback or topic suggestions, and you can even get a special monthly episode exclusively for our Patreon supporters. That's patreon.com forward slash self-taught devs pod, all one word.
0: let's talk about inspiration right because i think a big part of this then was if you're if you're solving problems and if you're talking about the context of figuring out a project to work on there's always also the component of finding out what inspires you you can look at other people's projects and sure that's a thing but like we talked about hobbies before right and um thinking about the things you actually enjoy versus like just trying to look around for a specific project we talked about a number of times before in various episodes like working on the things you enjoy is the the longevity of it right where like you're going to uh stick with something that you enjoy and like Matt clearly you know you enjoy working in the park system right like you're invested in that you've done those kinds of jobs before and it's something you really like doing so like when this problem came up you weren't Like, oh, this is a thing I'm just going to do for my job, right? You're more invested in it overall, I think, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially um, if you think like long-term career growth. This would be a problem that I, not just I would face, but I know other people are facing. Number one on my team and number two, on possibly multiple different teams within the organization, but also within different organizations and different park systems as well. So there's a, like really there, um, that incentive to really solve this issue because I already know that multiple people and multiple departments are already facing it. Mm-hmm. Incentive is important, right? Because like I think then if you
0: if you frame it just from the perspective of like you know somebody looking for their project to build for their portfolio. Uh, You know, portfolio projects are great, but if you're just building something for your portfolio, are you really that incentivized to make something that's like really robust and potentially applicable to other people and their problems, right? Versus if you're making something that you are really passionate about that solves your problem, I think you're going to be much more uh, prone to going through that whole process and finishing that and having something really interesting to talk about at the end of it.
1: Yeah, maybe even thinking about longevity-wise, because this would be an issue that like, the next new person that comes on, they would face the issue, right? Mm -hmm. A year from now, they would have the same issue. Ten years from now, that same issue with the same job would be there. So it wouldn't just be something that would be a small problem. That using the application once would solve it's something that would live on forever so i think maybe even thinking in terms of like longevity and problem solving um that could be another incentive and keep you sort of like on track and more motivated to solve that specific problem
0: what advice then would you give matt uh to folks who let's let's not say are looking for a specific portfolio project because i think we've kind of talked about that a number of times including you know now and in previous episodes but What, uh, for folks who are interested in your perspective now on problem solving, right. And your change in perspective in problem solving, where you're like, now I'm really thinking about other stuff and finding things and putting more pieces together. If someone was like, Hey, I, it sounds like I'm not doing that today. And that's something that I want to start doing. What would you advise someone does to build that? Uh, let's, let's call it a process that they can follow now to start doing that.
1: Yeah, I think especially if you have a non-software related job, and I'm speaking specifically with jobs because that's where we spend a huge portion of our time, right? And we spend that time there interacting with other people, dealing with problems that won't necessarily impact or improve our lives, right? We're solving someone else's problems. What really shifted for me was thinking in terms of, am I just going to be another employee that shows up here, puts in the time, gets the hours, gets paid, goes home and does it again. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about longevity in my career and like, that would be very boring over the course of 10, 20, 30 years until retirement, right? So maybe think about that in your own job. Maybe it's not a career job. Maybe it's a part-time job. Are there any sort of inefficiencies that you see with, um, you know, what you're doing, or maybe something your manager told you to do, or your supervisor, like, is there a better way to do that thing that they're asking you to do? I think shifting the mindset towards problem solving really helped me understand that I can be a part of the solution. And I could even come up with solutions, instead of just showing there so I could spend my eight hours there and going home. Mm. So maybe that's, think in terms of your day job and some of the things that you're already doing. That's awesome. The other
0: component I would add to that is to talk to other people, right? Especially when it comes to like, if you're looking at problems in your work environment and just want to get better at solving problems and, you know, like you said, kind of making more of an impact and, and stepping up. If you are not able to make those connections on your own and see some problems that are going on talk to other people that are either like doing the same job or just work in the same company that you interact with right because everybody's going to have something they're going to have something that they either just want to complain about or whatever and most times when people just want to complain about a problem there's probably a solution out there that you can help find right or a process that you can enhance or whatever it is. And like, you don't need to figure everything out on your own. And sometimes just listening makes a big difference. Yep. I would agree. If you're not already a Patreon member, you can join us over at patreon.com slash self-taught devs pod. We got monthly goodies for you, depending on uh, what level you are signed up at. And we'd love to have you over there with us. Big thank you to the folks that are on a Patreon with us. My apologies if I butcher anybody's name. Please go ahead and let me know and I'll fix it next time. Nick Romanishin, Matt Hoadley, Danielle Arnett, Vanessa Vunn, and Danny McVeigh. Thank you so much for supporting Self-Taught Devs.
1: Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you aren't already, please subscribe. We release a new episode every Friday. If you want to help us grow, please share this show with your network. Check the show notes for all of our links. Reach out and say hi. Email us at selftaughtdevs@gmail.com at gmail.com if you have a recommendation for a guest or a topic. Thank you for listening to Self-Taught Devs.